Hello, and welcome to this morning's edition of 5 at 8. Today is Friday, September 22nd, 2023, and I'm Mark Overman, joined by my co-host, Linda Carlisle. In this episode, we will talk about the discovery of a 455-million-year-old fossil providing insights into the evolution of vertebrate skulls. We'll also discuss the concerns raised by UK Deputy Prime Minister Oliver Dowden about the lack of regulation for artificial intelligence. Additionally, we'll cover the speculation of a purge by President Xi Jinping as high-ranking Chinese officials disappear from public view. We'll explore Russia's temporary ban on petrol and diesel exports. And finally, we'll delve into the class action lawsuit filed against OpenAI by 17 authors claiming violation of their copyright rights. Story number one. Scientists have discovered a 455-million-year-old fossil of a jawless fish called Eryptychius americanus, providing valuable insights into the evolution of modern vertebrate skulls. In a report from CNN International, the fossil, which is the oldest 3D evidence of cranial anatomy in an early vertebrate, was found in Colorado and shows a unique skull arrangement unlike anything seen in living vertebrates. Through CT scans, Researchers were able to identify and visualize the cartilage, reconstructing a digital model of the fish's cranium. This discovery fills a significant gap in our understanding of vertebrate head evolution and represents a major step forward in the study of early fishes. Could you imagine, Linda, being a scientist and getting your hands on a fossil like this one from the jawless fish Eryptychius americanus? It's like holding a 455-million-year-old puzzle piece in your hands. It's not just about understanding the evolution of one species, but it's a key to understanding the bigger picture of vertebrate evolution. It's like finding a missing piece of our own history. Absolutely. And what's fascinating is the level of detail they can extract from such ancient specimens. We're talking about cartilage structures dating back hundreds of millions of years. It's not just about the bones, but about understanding the intricate anatomy and functional aspects of these ancient creatures. It's almost like a detective story piecing together clues from eons ago. And let's not forget the technology angle. The use of CT scans and digital reconstruction is quite a game-changer. It's like giving paleontologists superpowers to see what the human eye can't. They're able to delve into the tiniest details without damaging these priceless fossils. It's a fantastic example of how technology is pushing the boundaries of what we can learn about our planet's history. Indeed. And it's also worth noting that these discoveries often raise as many questions as they answer. For example, why is all the cartilage concentrated at the front of the fish's skull? And when did jaws first appear in fish? It's a constant process of discovering, questioning, and reevaluating our understanding. It's the very essence of scientific exploration. Right you are, Linda. It's a testament to the tenacity of scientists. Despite the challenges, Decades of waiting, degradation of material, interpretative issues, they keep on chipping away at the mysteries of evolution. And every little discovery like this jawless fish fossil is another step forward. It's a reminder of why we need to keep investing in science and education. Well put, Mark. Each of these discoveries is a valuable contribution to the puzzle of our evolutionary history. It's a reminder of our connection to the world around us, to the past, and to the future. The more we learn about our origins, the more we understand ourselves and our place in this vast and fascinating universe. Story number two. UK Deputy Prime Minister Oliver Dowden has raised concerns about the lack of regulation for artificial intelligence, AI, 
stating that the technology is developing faster than policymakers can keep up with. In a speech at the UN General Assembly, Dowden will call for an international regulatory system to be created to address the potential harms of AI. He will emphasize the need for regulation to be developed in parallel with technological progress, as global regulation is currently falling behind. Dowden's comments reflect growing concerns within the British government about the potential misuse of AI, including the generation of fake content and discriminatory outcomes. He will also highlight national security concerns posed by AI and the need for tech companies to be held accountable. The UK is planning to host an AI safety summit in November to address these issues, as reported by The Guardian. Did you hear about Oliver Dowden's remarks on AI, Linda? He's really pushing for an international regulatory system, and I have to say, I'm all for it. Technology is moving at a breakneck pace, and we've got to keep up. Otherwise, we're just leaving ourselves open to all sorts of security threats. I did, Mark, and it's certainly a complex issue. While I agree that the fast pace of AI development is concerning, the idea of an international regulatory system, well, it sounds good on paper, but it's not that simple. There's a real risk of stifling innovation and slowing progress. Moreover, who's to decide what should be regulated and how? Well, I think that's exactly the point, Linda. We need to have those tough discussions. It's about putting in place the right checks and balances. That way, we can reap the benefits of AI without putting ourselves at unnecessary risk. Let's be honest. The potential for misuse is alarming. Have you seen the deep fakes these days? They're getting too real for comfort. Yes, Mark. I can't deny the potential dangers. However, the rhetoric of AI as a national security threat can also lead to fear-mongering and over-regulation. We need balanced, nuanced conversations that consider all aspects, the potential, the risks, and the ethical implications. It's not just about regulations, but also about education and public discourse. We need a balanced approach, but I still believe that the first step is laying down the rules of the game. It's like guiding a child. You set boundaries first, and then let them explore within those limits. Only in this case, the child is a potentially world-changing technology. Interesting analogy, Mark. But remember, unlike children, artificial intelligence doesn't have the ability to learn values or moral judgment. That's why educating those who create and use AI is equally, if not more, important. Regulation alone cannot address all the challenges AI presents. Well, I have to say, Linda, you make a good point there. Story number three. Several high-ranking Chinese officials, including Defense Minister Li Shangfu, have disappeared from public view, sparking speculation of a purge by President Xi Jinping. According to the BBC, the disappearances, which also include officials from the rocket forces and a military court judge, have led to rumors of investigations into corruption within the People's Liberation Army. Some analysts believe that the purges are a sign of instability in Xi's leadership, while others see it as a show of strength. The disappearances have raised concerns about the lack of transparency in China's political system and the potential impact on national security and foreign policy. Could this be an indication of a power struggle within the Chinese Communist Party, Linda? The recent disappearances of high-ranking officials in China, particularly those in the military, remind me of the purges under Stalin's regime. Now, I'm not suggesting Xi Jinping is anything like Stalin, but it's hard to ignore the parallels. That's an interesting comparison, Mark. These disappearances indeed raise questions about the internal dynamics within the CCP. 
It's also worth noting that these incidents come at a time when China is navigating a complex relationship with the United States and dealing with domestic issues such as a slowing post-COVID economy and high youth unemployment. Absolutely. And while these disappearances could be a sign of instability within Xi Jinping's leadership, it could also be seen as a show of strength. I mean, Xi has been known for his anti-corruption campaigns, right? But just like you pointed out, the timing of these incidents is indeed intriguing. Anti-corruption campaigns can be a useful tool for consolidating power. At the same time, they could also foster a climate of fear within the government and society. This could potentially lead to groupthink, which could affect China's national security and foreign policy decisions. It's a delicate balance. It sure is. And let's not forget the opacity of China's political system. The lack of public scrutiny and transparency only fuels speculations and unease. It's a lot like trying to put together a puzzle with missing pieces. The opacity of the system and the lack of public scrutiny make it difficult to understand the full picture. And while it may seem that these disappearances are unlikely to affect Xi Jinping's leadership stability in the long term, they certainly highlight potential cracks within the system. With these developments, it will be interesting to see what the future holds for China's domestic politics and its relations with the world. Story number four. Russia has temporarily banned the export of petrol and diesel to all countries except for four ex-Soviet states in order to stabilize the domestic market, as reported by The Guardian. The Kremlin says the restrictions will reduce prices for consumers and prevent unauthorized gray exports of motor fuels. The ban has been prompted by railway bottlenecks and a weak ruble. Diesel prices in Europe have already jumped 5% in response. The government stated that the ban does not apply to fuel supplied under intergovernmental agreements with members of the Moscow-led Eurasian Economic Union. It's interesting to see Russia temporarily ban the export of petrol and diesel, isn't it? A bold move to stabilize their domestic market. They're essentially creating a buffer against the rising inflation and price spikes they've been experiencing lately. Now they've been in a bit of a tight spot with fuel shortages and a weak ruble. But this move could help bring prices down for their consumers. Yes, Mark, it's definitely a significant policy change. It's interesting how it's not just about controlling the domestic market. You know, these decisions have a ripple effect across the globe. Diesel prices in Europe, for instance, have jumped 5% in response. A stark reminder that we live in an interconnected world. Oh, absolutely. And it's not just about the economic ramifications. There's a political angle to all of this as well. Russia's presidential election is due in March, and a serious fuel crisis could spell trouble for the Kremlin. In a way, it's also a move to maintain political stability. I agree, Mark. Politics and economics are so closely intertwined, it's almost impossible to separate one from the other. Speaking of politics, it's interesting to note that the ban doesn't apply to members of the Eurasian Economic Union, Belarus, Kazakhstan, Armenia, and Kyrgyzstan. That's a strategic move which shows how historical ties still hold sway in international relations. That's a great point, Linda. It shows how there's always more to these decisions than just the economic factors. It's all a balancing act. On one hand, they're trying to stabilize their domestic market. But on the other, they're also trying to maintain their geopolitical relationships. It's a complex and dynamic situation. Indeed it is, Mark. And it's not just about today, but also about the future. Russia's decision could set a precedent for other countries in similar situations. It's a testament to the dynamic and complex nature of international economics and politics. Story number five. 
OpenAI is facing a class action lawsuit filed by 17 authors, including John Grisham and George R. R. Martin, who claim that the company's use of their copyrighted works in artificial intelligence, AI programs, such as ChatGPT, is a violation of their rights. The Authors Guild, which organized the lawsuit, alleges that OpenAI's actions amount to systematic theft on a mass scale. According to Al Jazeera, OpenAI and other defendants argue that their use of training data scraped from the Internet falls under fair use according to U.S. copyright law. Similar lawsuits are pending against meta-platforms and Stability AI. Would you believe it, Linda? I mean, this lawsuit against OpenAI and other AI companies, it's the latest hiccup in our march towards progress. We've got these authors crying foul over AI systems using their copyrighted works for training. But isn't that fair use under U.S. copyright law? The AI isn't publishing their works verbatim. It's learning from them, much like an aspiring writer might. Well, Mark, I see where you're coming from, but imagine if you were an author. You've poured your heart and soul into your work, only to have it taken without permission and used to train an AI. The AI then generates content that is eerily similar to your style and themes. Wouldn't you feel violated? This isn't about halting progress. It's about respecting intellectual property and the effort that goes into creating these works. Linda, I get that. I really do. But let's not forget that these AI systems aren't churning out best-selling novels or blockbuster scripts. They're not taking away jobs from authors or artists. In fact, they could open up new avenues for creativity, make things easier for up-and-coming writers. We need to adapt and evolve, not stifle innovation. Mark, adapt and evolve shouldn't mean that we compromise on ethical lines. Yes, this technology can be beneficial, but we must ensure it's used responsibly. These authors are not merely opposing AI. They're advocating for the right to control how their work is used. And that's a fundamental aspect of copyright, isn't it? But don't you think this could be a case of the law needing to catch up with technology? We've seen it happen before. When the printing press, the camera, even the internet first came along, they all faced resistance. But in the end... They transformed society for the better. Maybe this is just another step in that journey. Maybe, Mark. But until the law does catch up, we need to respect artists' rights. By using their work without permission, aren't we setting a dangerous precedent? It's not just about this case. It's about the message we're sending to creators everywhere. That's it for this morning. Have a great day and see you all tomorrow. Five at Eight is researched, written, and performed by artificial intelligence. For more information, visit botcaster.ai.